Oh, Gus. What's up, Gus? Gus is a mini. We love Gus. What happens when two guys used to floating through life... Floaters, you better grab a life vest. ...find their calling? Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Things get lit. Uh-oh! Just had a vision. It's the Real Liddy Podcast with Ryan and DP. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome in, everyone. It is our special Tuesday edition of the Real Liddy Podcast. That is Derek Parker. Follow him at DParkOK. I am Radio's Ryan, Ryan Chapman, and at Real Liddy Pod on Twitter. Now, for those of you, before we bring DP in, who are unaware, this is a spoiler-filled podcast where we kind of speculate, talk strategy, and just think out loud what we would do if we were in some of the house guest positions. So if that's not your forte, just let you know right now, you can go ahead and skip it, catch back up with us on Friday when we recap the week. But DP, even though last week may have seemed boring at face value, the, the last, what, eight, nine days in the Big Brother house have been pretty hectic, honestly, setting up behind the scenes. They have, and like you said, it is way more of a behind-the-scenes thing if you're into that. It's not a bunch of upfront moves, obviously. Uh, people have been trickling out of the Big Brother house one by one in extremely boring and unanimous fashion. but. I mean, these powerhouses are about to have to come for each other, and it's going to get really good here pretty soon. Yes, yes. The power structure, as it is just kind of being referred to, seeing as, uh, for once, we, we don't really have, like, one singular, just enormous alliance running the house. It's a loose affiliation of a bunch of four, five, and six-person agreements. But what we've come to know is basically – it feels like the the middle portion of the game was going to be probably Tyler versus Danny. Um, we thought that maybe Tyler had been doing good work on Enzo, and we thought that perhaps Cody was in Danny's back pocket. That would be where the splinters fall, where Bailey and Davon would play a huge role in all of this stuff. And as we've come to understand it over the feeds, DP, that, that's not necessarily the case anymore. Right. So Tyler has been planting anti-Danny seeds for weeks now i mean since he basically since the alliances were formed he's been planting little seeds here and there and he is in full overdrive mode now he is straight up giving information out that is not to danny's benefit he is throwing her under the bus to day and bay his allies um so yeah he he has certainly gotten the best of her at this point in time but we'll see yeah and it was just not, not not that it's going to be boring, but it was just very exciting because we thought we were going to see just two pretty powerful players on each side really warring together, and we were going to see all these chess pieces on the board, and we were thinking it might just take Janelle and Kaser both leaving the house and maybe Kevin or David or something like that. Maybe if all those people left, then we could just have some fun. I was kind of hoping that, we would see things start to splinter, obviously, before we lost Janelle, seeing if they could manage to play both sides against each other. But now it seems like Tyler's doing all that work for him as he, he's kind of painted Cody into a corner. Right. So his main problem right now, as of 3.23 on Tuesday, September 1st, Danny does not know anything of Tyler's plans to get her put up or backdoor or whatever the case is, get her out of the house. But Cody is not happy about this. Basically, uh, Nick Cody, 
Cody and Nicole and Danny are a powerful trio in the house. And Cody has kind of, as far as the six person alliances go, kind of kept heat off of Nicole and Danny. But the second he let his guard down, Tyler has basically swooped in, picked up Enzo and, and got Enzo on get Danny out train. So Bay, Day, Tyler, Enzo, all of those people are gunning for Danny. Maybe even a couple more since Tyler has his minions and whatnot. I'm sure Christmas would listen to him. David could possibly listen to him. But as of right now, Cody is now pretty ticked off at Tyler for kind of strong-arming him into a corner. And what Tyler did – now, this is incredible gameplay, by the way. I'm just going to fanboy out for a second here. For those who that can't see, if you can't hear the excitement in DP's voice, he just rocked back and forth, sat up in his seat a little bit, has ear-to-ear smile, and he's ready for this. It is awesome. So, basically, what Tyler did in every single conversation he had mentioning Danny – he would mention that him and Cody and Enzo. So if any information ever gets back to Danny, Cody's name is attached to it. Therefore, Cody cannot rat out to Danny because Tyler could blow both of their games up. So he kind of, like I said, is strong arming Cody without really telling him to his face. So it is just, it's incredible gameplay. Tyler's problem now is going to be how much information is going to get out from Davon and Bailey because we know that is always a problem. Well, Davon is the leakiest faucet as she, God, Davon, I don't know what to do with her. It's got her into trouble every time she's played. She's so insistent on trying to test everyone, everyone who she thinks she can trust. She wants to test them with this information and that information. Honestly, you might be able to, if something leaks out, throw Day under the bus and just be like, you know, Day, she does that. But I've been kind of surprised just at how, brazen Tyler has been usually when you're working on people it's you know you work on them for a week or two trying to plant the seeds all this stuff Tyler's pretty much just been like yeah I I don't care I want to backdoor Danny I want her out of this game I don't vibe with her it's not going well and, and we need to watch out for her and just dump her ASAP I think there's two reasons for how aggressive he's being one he legitimately hates being in the big brother house right now I don't think he meshes well with a single house guest. I think he's genuinely having a miserable time. Um, For anybody watching the feeds, you can tell something's just off from Big Brother 20. He's just not really, he doesn't have that core group of people that he can go to. He's missing Angela, who they've been attached at the hip for who knows how long now. So I think he's, number one, genuinely not enjoying his time. Number two, kind of piggybacking off that, his aggressive approach is really going to be the only way that he gets it done this time because he's not going to be able to be as savvy with as big a target as he has on him and so I think he's going big and going home before the last week of pre-jury so if it pans out it sets him up good for the end game if it doesn't he gets to go home and chill with Angela yeah and it's one of those things that it's brazen sure but you don't really have to worry as much about jury management if you are such a big target that you're just like, yeah, I am putting my name on all these moves. I'm the guy that got it all done. And if I get to the end just off of the relationships I've built, my competition prowess, and just being so out in front of it, like, I wonder if this is also smart. I don't know if it's intentional, but I feel like Enzo right now is in the best position in the house because he has just the incredible social game of everyone wants to be around him. He's just hilarious. He has this way of everyone feels like, oh, I'm tight with Enzo when they're talking to him. 
pair that with the fact that he's actually winning some competitions this go around it now it's early he could not win a single thing the rest of the season and we just kind of go oh that's Enzo but but as of right now like if you're thinking in game anyone sitting next to Enzo it's going to be pretty hard unless you are Tyler and you basically get to take credit for these moves almost you get to say I'm such a big target that like yeah Enzo's cool with me but I'm the driving force behind all this. And I feel like right now, again, there's so much time, a lot of things can change, but I feel like right now that's the best tactic. If you want to try to even compare resume with Enzo, just because of how strong his social game has been. Right. Enzo is going to have a big decision coming up probably within the next few weeks of, does he want to go with as tight as possible with Ty and try and get to the end with him? Or does he want to choose Cody who he's already kind of tight with but the downside of Cody is that he's got Nicole and he's got Danny on the other side. So Enzo has a big decision coming up. He's playing the middle really well right now. I know right now his goal is to get the three of them to the end, and then eventually him and Cody will end up in the final two. But he's going to have to make a decision here pretty soon. The funny thing is is that his allegiance seems to be to Cody, but all of his, all of his moves that he's wanting to make and all of his ideals lie with Tyler. So it's really interesting. I'd love to get a DR from him. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully we can start to get some of those as they filter in this week. But uh, we talked about Cody and the spot that he's in. I'm really interested because it feels like he's got two paths forward here. He either begrudgingly has to go along with Tyler and I guess to an extent Enzo, or he could very clearly just draw the line in the sand and say, no, Tyler, you putting my name in your mouth. You are pushing your agenda. That is not me. And I, like, I don't know, I feel like from a viewership perspective, this would be the most exciting thing if literally all the cards were on the table and Tyler and Cody were basically like, all right, here's my group, here's your group. We are very clearly fractured going after each other where the swing vote could be what Enzo, I guess, depending on how things shake out. So I feel like that going forward, maybe not the best thing for Cody's game, but that would be the best thing for us viewers. So, I mean, if, if I had no ramifications to deal with that's what i'd do if i was cody just draw the lines and say screw y'all let's fight right that's interesting that you said that because like you said from a viewer perspective that would obviously be our best option do i think cody would do that absolutely not i think he's a wimp um but i don't think i genuinely just don't think he has the balls to do that um he's not a extremely confrontational person but it's interesting that you said that because yeah enzo could be a swing vote but also ian ian to as of today is he has put himself back into the game. He has removed himself from Nicole F's butt and entered himself back into the game. He has basically come up with this idea. It's not an idea, it's the truth, but to his mind, an idea that Cody and Nicole are as tight as can be, and Cody got the boys and Nicole got the girls, which is exactly what happened. Um, And so Ian has now been telling this to people Everyone he shouldn't be telling it to except for Tyler because obviously <laughs> Tyler would be so on board. But he told Kevin, he told Bay and Day, and eventually that is going to get out because those three spill more than anything. But Ian, I don't think, is as tight with Nicole post-Wall Yeller as people think. So I think Ian could end up being a swing vote in that situation if it did go to two separate alliances. So it'd be interesting for sure. I think this is the only time I've ever been like, yeah, Wall Yeller. <laughs> Yeah, it it like, sucks. Like I hate I, it, but right, right. It just 
I mean, if it's going to kick some people in a gear without ruining, absolutely ruining a game, then fine. Do I want another one to happen? Absolutely not. And um, what was the reported information from the wall yeller that uh, made its way into the Big Brother house? So Evil Dick just had Twitter fingers, was saying that we need a wall yeller. Some random chick in his reply says, what do you want me to say? And Evil Dick quote tweets it and says, Nicole and Cody are playing all of you. And said chick in the replies went and actually did it with a megaphone. I believe Christmas, Memphis, and Kaser heard it. But, I mean, it's common knowledge around the house at this point. So, obviously, if you're Ian and you hear that statement, that's going to put a seed of doubt in your mind. For anyone else, it's like, eh, we knew knew this. (laughs) Right. I just – I hope that it kind of gets addressed almost because – I want the direct question from production to Franzel in the DR of this was heard. Everyone in the house is talking about it. Are you freaking out? Because that could be one of the all time great candid, just freakouts in a DR that could just set things into motion, which I like, again, it sucks, but because it's Nicole Franzel, I think we're both okay with it. <laughs> Nicobra would have an absolute meltdown. I pray we see it. Have they ever shown a wall yeller in the show, in the edit? I, I, don't, I think that they've shown the house going into lockdown before. Right. Maybe I'm just imagining this. but I, Well, they cut the feeds every time they talk about it, so I can't imagine this one will be on the show, but I would love that. I would enjoy that more than anything. Yeah, it, it would be really cool and it's just it comes at the right time almost for ian because he was this close man he was this close to to maybe kissing the block a little bit and Mm -hmm. when you're a winner and you're up there alone with no other winner or no other huge huge target i could have very easily seen a world where caser starts to talk and he's like look guys i know we've all been against each other since the jump but Ian's really only loyal to Nicole. He's not going to be useful to any of you guys. I'm out of loyalty. Like I need people to help me get into this game. I could have very easily envisioned a scenario where the votes flip on Ian. If he's up on the block, just being a placeholder because to this point, he hadn't been, you know, uh, really playing the game. Like you said, he's just, he's just been the uh, curled up to Nicole and letting her drag him through. Right. Ryan, I want you to sit back and I want you to close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to envision a Big Brother world where right. Tyler is not close with Christmas. And I want you to imagine the blind side that would happen if Tyler was not close with Christmas. <laughs> because Tyler would get his minions, he would get Bay and Day, and he would vote out that person, whoever it would be, even if it was Christmas. And Cody, Nicole, Danny would be on the opposite side of a blind side for some of the first times in their Big Brother career, and I would relish in it. And I pray it happens at some point this this year. I feel like we don't have to imagine it. I, I'm just getting flashbacks of who would be Fessy in this scenario, who just sprints to the room. Who flipped? Who flipped? It's happened again. Good old Fessy. Love that if, guy. I, it would have Tyler been doesn't need to win, but if he can orchestrate one blindside on 
one of those three, I will, oh man, I will freak out. If Tyler can orchestrate a blindside on Nicole F, who I think is the second best game player in the house, I'll freak out. Yeah, it, it would be a lot of fun. And that's just, that's what we're here for. That's, that's kind of what has made some seasons of Big Brother so disappointing just because outside of Tyler's first season, it's been a while since we just had some good old-fashioned entire alliances being blindsided as opposed to just one or two people. And that, that's what always made Big Brother so much fun is when you had one swing vote, you never knew what was going to happen. Both sides think they've got them. And then if they can somehow convince someone on the bottom of another alliance that, hey, you're on the bottom here, come flip over and let's form something new. Let's say screw these people that are on the top of this other one and get rolling again. Stuff like that just makes Big Brother so much fun. And that's where you get the emotions that spill over on because you have a live eviction, then immediately a new HOH is crowned and everyone's just so uncertain for that, you know, 24 hours about where they fall in the game. We just haven't had that in a long time. And so, yeah, fingers crossed we could get something along those lines. So that would make me so happy. Right. And I think Kevin and honestly Memphis, after that case of HOH-itis, I think he's done a great job of removing himself from the target view, but Kevin, Memphis, maybe Enzo, and David have all done a really good job of not being too close with anybody, but kind of riding that middle line. So if there were to fracture into this group of Cody, Danny, Nicole, and then Tyler, Bay, Day, they've all done a great job and they would have to choose a side, but I feel like you could feel out who you think is going to win. So it's interesting. It, I hope it happens. Will it happen? No. Like I said, I think Cody's a wiener. I don't think he'll do it. I like Cody, but Bet I just won't. don't think you he's confrontational. Yeah. I, I just – I can't see it. Can't see it happening. Especially not against a bro. He's not going to go against the bros and, and sigh like that. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. We can hope, though. Maybe, maybe all it takes is Danny getting some wind, getting wind of this, and going to Cody and sitting him down in the room being like, hey, we got to do this. We got to do this. And Cody doesn't have to be the one to, to throw it down. Danny can be that person for Cody and Cody can just be, stand silently in the background and nod and be like, yeah, I agree with what Danny's saying. She's doing my thinking for me. Yeah. I would be extremely surprised if Danny doesn't know about the plan by tonight because her Ian, David and Memphis are literally the only people who don't know. Kevin right. even knows. Uh, Bayday knows. Oh, Nicole F doesn't. Um, Good. But, yeah, right. We need her to know as little info as possible. But, yeah, I, I would be really surprised if Kevin doesn't say something to someone or if in Devon's fact-checking, whatever that is, that she doesn't let someone know. It, it's ridiculous, dude. Davon's just – look – Davon's just bad at Big Brother. Like, I think it's time we recognize Kaser, bad at Big Brother. Davon, bad at Big Brother. Janelle, I'm not sure she's so great. Like, she had a great run Good at, at competitions. Six. Good at competitions. Strategically, she's bad at Big Brother. It's at, just a thing. In seven, she got carried by Chilltown, basically, strategically. And then now she's, she's suffered from she's such a legend that she'll never be able to play again. Same thing as if we jump over to Survivor, Boston Rob, 
Parv, those guys, such big legends that, yeah, they can get in the game, but they're never going to get out of the beginning because they will literally have to run the table on comps with them and their two or three allies. It just, it doesn't happen. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Who do you think is like right now, we talked about Christmas last time we did this being a sleeper as someone that, you know, we're not talking about it right now as far as uh, winning, win equity and win potential. But if we jump forward to finale night and you saw two people in a final two and it was a close vote, Christmas would not surprise me if she was that person. Right now, who would you say is most that person of someone that not on anyone's radar right now, but you could see going, oh, crap. Everyone looks around and, and they have a real chance to win this thing. Hmm. It's tough because there are so many, honestly, right now that there's few that are even on the radar at all. But I would have to say Christmas. Obviously, we talked about Enzo. Enzo is just everybody's friend right now. Not to say that with how many competitions he's won that he won't eventually be on someone's radar. I'm not sure. It's, a, it's tough. It wouldn't surprise me if Ian made it really far again, if he comped out near final seven or eight. But hmm, it's tough. Yeah, Ian's that, Ian's that guy that I was looking at right now just because he's finally – starting to play big brother and right. he fortunately picked the perfect time as things could be just one hoh away from fracturing and splintering and getting smashed all apart he picked the exact right time maybe if he picked it last week and was able to help maneuver janelle or caser off the block where he could then keep the other one and then really get it going but again i like i almost think it's safer to not have Janelle and Case are in the house and, and to try to work with the the have-nots or the people that are working outside of that, you know, six or seven we've mentioned that are kind of running the game. If he could, you know, get in there and, and they could band together and just say, hey, screw all y'all. All it takes is one of Tyler, Cody, Enzo, Danny, any of those people just have to recognize, hmm, these people all want to take out the strong players and they want me to be a part of the, huh, maybe we could make this work. Right. It's possible that we severely underestimated Ian because like he said, uh, episode one, he said, I'm going to lay low for five to six weeks and then I'm going to turn it on. And what does he do? Four weeks in, he finally turns on the Big Brother game and immediately calls the exact alliance and exactly what's happening. And had he been nominated in week one through four, it more than likely would have been next to Nicole, who he attached himself to and who he probably had one of the best chances to stay with. So it's interesting. I mean. Maybe Ian was playing us. Maybe he missed it us. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't thinking he was playing a very good game. I wasn't thinking he was doing well at all. But, I mean, shoot, maybe this was his strategy. Maybe he's about to turn us on and surprise us. Not dog. Ian's cooking. He's cooking. He, we cooking. He is cooking. But, all right, we've got, what, it's Tuesday now, two days until an eviction what HOH next week would make for the most exciting week? And you can't pick Tyler. Cause I think Tyler would be the obvious one. Right. Um, but anyone that's not Tyler, who, who would make for the most entertaining week is HOH. It would 1000% not even be close. Be Bailey because Bailey basically right now has the exact same agenda as Tyler, but she is much more prone to vocalizing that to people in the nicest way possible and blowing up on people in the nicest way possible. So I think Bailey, 100%, she would go after Danny, for one. I think she would do it directly. I don't think it would be a boring backdoor where Kevin and David are on the block for a week. 
Um, I think Danny would go up. I think the house would immediately blow up. And I think lines would be drawn right then and there. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I just, I'd like to see Kevin. Kevin come through and, and I'd like to see him just have to, because he's, here's the thing. Kevin has been the victim so far in this game, like week one being on the block you're at a huge disadvantage because no one's talking game with you. That's fine. He feels like he started to like work his way back in, has a terrible read on Janelle. And then he's back up this week. He finally won a competition. I feel like he's finally able to be like, okay, I can settle on in. Maybe people will respect me a little bit more. They won't make me the perennial pawn if I'm going to get myself off the block because then they just can't keep noms the same, get more blood in your hands, all that stuff. But if Kevin could win an HOH and just be like, screw y'all, this is what I'm doing, I think that would be incredible. Listen, screw a Kevin HOH. We just want a Kevin Spy Shack catch some info moment. Yes, we need it. We want that more than anything. I want Kevin to hear an important conversation from underneath a bed. Imagine, Kevin, please report to the diary room. Imagine him just crawling out from underneath. (laughs) <laughs> everyone's looking like uh and i i would hope hey that, hey memphis can you can you get off the bed please i'm i'm stuck yeah i would hope that production would at least be like we're gonna wait for everyone to leave <laughs> kevin please report to the diary room he's Does just ever- gonna be stuck in there for and, hours because then because then i would want to see more than anything less of like the reaction of him coming out from under the bed would be awesome but it would also blow that up. I want to see people be like, where's Kevin been? Kevin, please report from the diary room. And they're just sitting in the living room. They're like, did he just come from the room we were in? But he wasn't in there. I want that right. to be the right to be the reaction. Yeah, that's way better. I want and, that. And then just everyone to be like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? Was he under a blanket? What is- <laughs> oh, Gus, what's up, Gus? Gus is a mini. We love Gus. All right. Well, we've got Gus Troubles in the background. Outstanding. Uh, We have an eviction on Thursday night. When evictions happen on Thursday, that means we have podcasts on Friday. So, DP, we've kind of gone into sort of what the heavy hitters in the house are doing. This is what we like to do on our Tuesday pods. Just chill out, relax give you some some low-key spoilers but but mostly analysis dude thank you so much as always and i can't wait to talk to you on friday yes sir do all the twitter stuff d park okay at radius ryan at reality pod we'll be back on friday until then peace see you